Blog Talk Radio. It's time for Wide Men Can't Score on the Wide Men Network. Brought to you by the Law Offices of Stephen P. New at newlawoffice.com, wowfreecam.com, and facebook.com slash makeupkennedy. Here on the Wide Men Network, check out all the great features at blogtalkradio.com slash widemencantjump. Now here's your host, from north of the border, Tim Dombrova. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Wide Man Cat Scott. I'm Tim Dombrova, your host, as always, coming to you from the Great White North. We had another stellar weekend of NHL hockey, so we're back to dissect the scores, give you some picks, talk about some news, and whatever else might come up. So let's get right down to our last night, uh, Monday, October the 15th. Four games on the schedule, and your friend Tim, who if you were paying attention, you would have rambled off to your bookie or to your local betting area, or if you're up here in Canada, you'd have ran down and done yourself a sports select. Uh, Tim went 4-0 last night. Called all four games, which is not really too uncommon for Tim, if you've been listening. Tim has been uh, rocking the uh, the picks pretty good again this year. Um, but to get down to the nitty-gritty of it, the uh, Ottawa Senators defeat the Dallas Stars 4-1. A bit of a surprise there, I would think. The Montreal Canadiens all over the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, everybody said Montreal would be bad, but... Uh, and maybe they are, but the Detroit Red Wings, oh, oh an ugly, ugly team. 7-3 uh, for Montreal, never close, never in doubt, um, over before it started. Uh, the Nashville Predators over the Minnesota Wild, 4-2 to in Nashville. Uh, Wild can't score. Predators pretty good at stopping teams from scoring. There you go. And in Toronto, the Maple Leafs, the mighty Maple Leafs, 4-1 winners over the Kings, pushing their record to 6-1, to the top of the heap in the NHL. Crazy. Um, Just too much firepower. Nothing more to be said there. Uh, So with those four picks, uh, we are now 48-29 on the season. That's a plus 19, people. That's pretty damn good. Um, I will pat myself on the back for that. We'll look at the tonight's offerings a little bit later. Uh, quick look at the standings. As I said, the Leafs are leading the East with the 12 points, followed by the Bruins and the Canadians and the Senators. I'm sure that will change. Uh, uh, Tampa Bay and few other teams play a few more games to catch back up. Um, in the Metropolitan, we get uh, Carolina leading with nine points. Uh, Devils in the next with six. Um, down to the some of the, uh, the Penguins not playing so good. Washington not playing so good. Uh, poor Flyers and the Rangers bringing up the bottom again. 
don't know what's going to change in those somehow. New York Rangers are on a rebuild. Flyers need a goalie, so I guess that's the same old, same old. Over in the West, we've got the Nashville Predators leading the way with 10 points. And the Anaheim Ducks somehow leading the way with nine, uh, despite the fact that three-quarters of their team is on injured. Uh, Perry, Getzlaff, uh, four defensemen. they got like seven or eight guys here off their starting lineup. So how they're winning, I don't know, but they still are. Uh, Calgary, six points. Vancouver, six points. Uh, Sharks, Kings, five apiece. Golden Knights four, and for all you locals, the Edmonton Oilers two points. Um, tied with Arizona for the basement in the uh, West, and uh, tied for with Arizona and the Rangers for the basement in the league. Uh, well, actually, that's not true. I take that back. My apologies to Edmonton. Tied for second last. Florida Panthers only have one point. I take it back. So there, there's a little something for you Oilers fans. A little early Christmas gift. Uh, injuries. Um, particularly uh, Elias Peterson, as we've been told, it's not Peterson, it's Peterson, uh, was hammered uh, in a game against Florida on the weekend. Um, wasn't so much the hit. In fact, it wasn't the hit at all. It was the body slam after the hit to the ice. Uh, suffered a what's being called a concussion as far as I know. Um, he got a two-game suspension, came out yesterday. Uh, don't know how I feel about that. Um, circumstances, I, I guess, aren't necessary to know. Uh, Peterson uh, left, uh, I believe, what was his name, Matheson? He, he, he burnt him and left his jockstrap in the corner. And uh, he didn't like that, so the play continued behind the net. And uh, the hit was clean, but as I said, then he decided he had to uh, put the exclamation point on it by trying to body slam him through the crust of the earth, as they say. And uh, that, for me, is... You know, I can't see inside a guy's head, but I I have to make the assumption that at this point where I'm trying to hurt him, I'm not I'm not trying to take him out of the play. He's already under the play. I've already zipped him pretty good, and that extra is uh, intent to injure in my book. Um, the NHL, not unlike the NFL, doesn't want to see its stars get hurt, so they you know there's a two game suspension. Don't do that again. Um, whether you agree with it or not. Another story, but nonetheless, that was the verdict from on high, and so it shall be. Uh, uh, what else do we want to talk about for for hockey, for the big old hockey up here in the Great White North? Eh? Uh, particularly, I guess, uh, a little bit of goaltending stories. Uh, Anderson for. Um, Ottawa, the old man looking for another contract, standing on his head, taking the Senators to places nobody thought they'd go. Um, Frederick Anderson was hurt uh, before the Leafs game, so they had to throw in their backup, and he was spectacular. 33 saves on the night. Leafs looked great. So that was good news for Toronto. Um 
a lot of teams having goaltender trouble early in the season. As it tends to be the trend. Uh, tonight, let's look at tonight's games. We've got eight games on the schedule. Some uh, some tough picks, but we'll see what we can do. Uh, we've got Dallas headed into New Jersey to play the Devils, who are looking pretty good so far this year, 3-0. Stars are 3-2, and two. of course, led by Radulov Benz again, as always. Um... Devils, uh, Keith Kincaid in net as Schneider is still hurt. Uh, Prudential Center, though, is a tough, tough place to play. Um, I'm going to go with the home team, the Devils, on this one. Although this is one of those ones that could go um, either direction. But I like the Devils. I have it. Good defense beats good offense. If your offense is only two guys. So I'll take the Devils. Uh, and then we've got the Colorado Avalanche at the hapless New York Rangers. Um, the Rangers couldn't even beat Edmonton over the weekend. They're 1-4. and four. Um, They just don't have anything. It's just that simple. The Asper Fast is leading their team with points with four in five games. Um, the Avalanche, however, have got Rantanen and McKinnon and company. And I'll take the Avalanche over the Rangers in Madison Square Garden. Then we've got another tough one. Florida Panthers, who have yet to win this season. Uh, one overtime uh, tie. One one game into overtime. Overtime loss, I guess you should say. Uh, in Philadelphia play the Flyers, who seem to be hit and miss this year, as usual. Um, Goaltending in Philadelphia, again, still, I just don't understand why they continue to go with what they have. Um, And it does seem that when their goaltending is half decent, then they have no, no offense. Uh, Van Riemsdyk out uh, Nolan Patrick out um, so there's a bit of offense missing uh, but after that we've got uh, the like I said battle of the shitty goalies Brian Elliott and James Reimer um, you never, you just don't know what you're going to get so that being said I will pick the Flyers because they're the home team and I don't really know. I don't have anything else to go with on that one. Uh, moving over to Pittsburgh, where the upstart Vancouver Canucks will play the Pittsburgh Penguins in the PPG Paints Arena, one of the stupidest names for a building in sports. Uh, Penguins lost Justin Schultz on over the weekend, broken leg. Um... So they got uh, that puts a bit of a hole in their defense, and he does bring a little bit of offense to the table. They've also got their number one goalie out, but he might play tonight. Uh, nobody's sure, so who knows? 
Um, the Canucks are without uh, Mr. Peterson and uh, Jay Peagle. Um, so that's two pretty big parts of their team. Uh, I just I can't I can't go against the Penguins. Uh, I'll pick Pittsburgh in this one. Vancouver will play them tough, but I think Pittsburgh will, will win unless they don't get any goaltending. But they're still the favorite. Well, we got uh, the Carolina Hurricanes in Tampa Bay to face the Lightning at the Amalia Arena in Carolina. That game is in Carolina or in that's in Tampa Bay. Uh Tampa Bay's only played a couple of games so far. Haven't seen much of them. Um and they've been kinda of hit and miss this year. Hurricanes, uh four one and one. Uh, playing pretty good. Um this is gonna be my my uh, surprise pick. I'm going to take Carolina over Tampa Bay. Uh, I haven't liked what I've seen out of Tampa Bay. Watch them come out of their slump tonight and, and beat Carolina 14 to nothing because I said that. But I'm going to take uh, Carolina. like what they got going there. Particularly uh, uh, Sebastian Aho. Yeah, that's pretty close. Eh? Aho. Have fun with that. I bet you they do. But uh, we got 11 points so far this season, playing good. Uh, moving on to the Coyotes. <laughs> the Great White North loves the Coyotes. Um, at the, in Minnesota at the XL Energy Center to play the Wild. Um, Battle of the Goalies, Devin the Dubinator Dubnik versus the Great Unknown. Anti Ranta, who I like to call Uncle Ranta, because I don't know an uncle who used to go on several rants. Nonetheless, um, Coyotes have only won one game. Wild have only won one game. Got a couple of loser overtime points. Uh, kind of a battle of the losers. I'm going to take Minnesota in this one. Uh, moving on, a little closer to home. That's the Oilers, or as we like to call them, the Coilers. Figure it out. Face the Jets at the MTS MTS Palace in Winnipeg, better known as the phone booth, because it's the Bell MTS Palace. People in Winnipeg call it the phone booth. Figure it out. Uh, The hapless Oilers, who struggled to get past the Rangers on the weekend. And I mean struggled to a 2-1 win over the hapless, hapless Rangers. Let's take a look at the Oilers. I mean, they're beating a dead donkey here, but it still needs to be said. Uh, The Oilers, I believe, have five goals in three games. McDavid has points on all five of those goals. So what does this tell us? Well, Connor McDavid's pretty damn good. And the rest of the Edmonton Oilers suck. So what does this tell us? Particularly if they were the Winnipeg Jets. 
Oh, I don't know. Double team Connor McDavid. I don't know. Try to smash Connor McDavid through the boards. Oh, he's so fast. Yeah. The boards are the boards are everywhere. Sooner or later, you can catch Connor McDavid. I I would say this is my answer to the Edmonton Oilers. We put a man on Connor McDavid. He's young. He doesn't like. Well, who would uh, having the shadow? The guy hooking at you, smacking you, slashing you, hitting you into the boards every chance he gets. Um, nobody likes that kind of attention, and star players really hate it. Uh, I'd get under his skin. You take him his, off his game even a tiny little bit, and the Edmonton Oilers are done like turducken on Christmas. That's right, I said it. The Edmonton Oilers are turducken, mostly because of the turd part of turducken. Winnipeg Jets, they haven't played as good as they can yet, but look for them to uh, really want to smack around the Oilers in Winnipeg. So I'll take the Jets on that. And that takes us to our late game. Uh, the Buffalo Sabres in Vegas to take on the Golden Knights. Sabres are three and two. Golden Knights are two and four. Uh, I don't know, people. Not particularly fond of Buffalo, but also not particularly fond of Vegas. I'm going to go out on a limb on this one, too. Pick Buffalo. I know Vegas is favorite because it's in Vegas, but uh, I just, I, I don't, Vegas, I just can't pick them. So, to wrap that up, that's Devils, Avalanche, Flyers, Penguins, Hurricanes, Wild, Jets, Sabres tonight. See how we do. If we can add to that record, or if we crash and burn like a drunken Canadian on a moose on a Saturday night uh, on a long weekend, yeah, that's an analogy you needed. Uh, what else we got going in a in a world of the hockey? Uh, Duncan Keith played his thousandth game. That's a pretty big milestone. Not too many guys get to do that. Um, and he's been a pretty good player in all that time. Oh, can't argue with that. Uh, I believe at the same time as he was playing his thousandth game, his uh, teammate uh, Brent Seabrook was playing his thousand and I believe it was fifth game for Chicago, which was the most games ever for a Blackhawk defenseman. Uh, might even have been for a Blackhawk, but I think it was for a Blackhawk defenseman. Same night, kind of cool. You gotta like that sort of. Uh, you call that uh, karma, I guess. Maybe, maybe not karma, but when things things come together like that, that's pretty cool. Um, what else do we know around the league? Uh, some coaches already getting nervous, as I said in Edmonton. Um, Poor Oilers. Let's look at the Oilers a little bit more again. The uh, Oilers uh, are one and two. Which, when you look at, I guess you know one and two is not the end of the world. But they've got this is their schedule. The schedule maker was nice to them. They gave them a little time off here at the beginning. 
And then he took a giant, and I mean a giant shit on the Edmonton Oilers. Oh, just horrific what he did to them. Just pulling it up here so I can share this goodness with you. Because it really is amazing. The Oilers start tonight in Winnipeg. Thursday, they play the Bruins. Uh, Saturday, they've got Nashville. Tuesday, they've got Pittsburgh, followed by Washington, followed by Nashville, followed by Chicago. Then they get a tiny little break as they play Minnesota and Detroit, and with Chicago tucked in there. But then they've got to play Washington, Tampa Bay, Colorado, Montreal, who's playing good, and Calgary, who's playing good. That takes them up to the middle of uh, November. There's a distinct possibility that the Edmonton Oilers could be, uh, let's see, 1-2, 1-3, 1-4, 1-5, 1-6. I'll give them one win in that stretch. They could be 2-7, and seven. Uh, perhaps uh, 3-7, and seven, maybe 4-7, and seven, two more losses. They could easily be 6-10, and 6-11 and 11 by the middle of November and just about out of it after 20 games. Now, if that happens, what do you do if you own the Edmonton Oilers? You know, I've often wondered about Daryl Katz and, or Cates, I guess, depending on how you say it, um, and whether he has any knowledge of NHL hockey or not. I, I kind of lean towards that he doesn't, seeing as he brings his big dumb son to the uh, draft and they, his kid kind of handles the draft and it's kind of a joke. Um, and then when you look at uh, particularly the uh, uh, Niall Yakupov fiasco where the... Uh, Scouts, coach, uh, everybody, no, nobody wanted them, but the kid loved them, and they were, as the story goes anyway, they were overruled by the owner and told to pick them nonetheless, um, which, you know, like as I say, that may kind of tell you uh, one of the big problems in Edmonton, that you know if you've got ownership, Telling management what to do. Now, I said, granted, uh, when you own the team, I guess that's your right, but it does seem kind of ridiculous to pay people big money just to do whatever you want anyway. You might as well just do it yourself. Um, but the Edmonton Oilers, they just, you know, their draft history is, I think, unparalleled in, in uh, uh, modern day. And at the very least, unparalleled in the uh, draft era, or in the uh, salary cap era, sorry. Um, I mean, since they've been bad, uh, you know, toss out the uh, Oilers, the uh, big years of the 80s when the Oilers were all that, and even then they didn't draft very good. Um, Just uh, moving through their draft list and Try not to throw up. Uh, modern day. Let's get to the 2000s. I believe Edmonton was in the final in, I don't know what it was, 2003, 2004. 
uh, something like that. And they lost to the Hurricanes. Um, their number one picks. Sam, Sam Gagne. Alex Plant. And Riley Nash. To the 2007 first rounders. 2008, they picked Jordan Everly. Uh, 2009, Magnus Pajarvi. Pajarvi, however you say it. Uh, 2010, Taylor Hall. Okay, that one we won't we won't argue with. Uh, the the Nuge in 2011, followed by uh, Oscar Clefbaum at uh, 19. Um, 2012, Nile First overall, no less. Not just first round, but first overall. Um, 2013, Darnell Nurse. All right, won't argue that one too much. 2014, Leon Dreisaitl, which the, the jury is out. Uh, 15, of course, McDavid, no-brainer. Uh, 2016, Jesse Bulljarvey instead of, uh, what was the other one? Magnus Pilar Pujar, I don't even know how to say it. But suffice to say, too many guys that, too many first-rounders, uh, high first-rounders. Like, how can you miss that many times? 2016, they took you know, Jesse Jesse Pugliarvi fourth overall, and you go, well, okay, Tim, what's what's the problem? Well, the problem is who they could have taken. Look at the 2016 NHL entry draft where the Oilers took who they took. Uh, the Leafs took Austin Matthews number one. The Jets took Patrick Laney, number two. Columbus Blue Jackets did a total miss and took Pierre-Luc Dubois. And then the Oilers in fourth took Jesse Pugliarvi. Now, they could have had Matthew Kachuk, Clayton Keller, uh, McAvoy from, from uh, Boston, a defenseman no less, who they desperately need. Uh, that's just a quick look. So there was at least three or four players they could have easily taken who were way better. Uh, Sergachev, uh, who was also a defenseman, who they desperately need or desperately needed. Um, it just makes you wonder what they're doing. You know who sits in there? We got we got thirty seven forwards. We've had twelve first round picks in the last ten years, uh, and we really need a defenseman. So who who do we take? Let's take a European forward. It's just mind boggling. It really is. Uh, this year, at least, they took Evan Bouchard, who may turn into be something. Um, we don't know yet, but at least he's something. Uh, I think the year that really hurts is the uh, the Yakupov year, <laughs> where they really missed the boat. Taking him uh, first overall. I can't remember what year that was. That must have been earlier. It must have been in the 2010s. 
We got Nurse of her 2013. Yeah, 2012. Niall Yakupov from the Sarnia Sting. But let's see who they could have had. All right. So they took Yakupov first. Morgan Riley, fifth to Toronto, defenseman. Hampus Lindholm, Ducks, defenseman. Matthew Dumbo, Minnesota, defenseman. Jacob Truba, Winnipeg Jets, defenseman. Philip Forsberg, way better player than Niall Yakupov. Cody Ceci, defenseman. Thomas Hurdle, way better player than Yakupov. Tevu Teravainen, way better player. Um, Andre Vasilevsky, a goalie who's they also needed. Ole Mata, defenseman. Like Brady Shkay, defenseman. That's just in the first round. Look at all those guys they could have picked instead of him. And how much better are the Edmonton Oilers if they have Morgan Riley on defense now? Or Jacob Truba? Or Ryan Murray, for that matter? Just sad. But this goes to show you how horrific uh, a franchise they are and why they can't win. But such is the life of the Oilers fan, which thankfully I am not. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, that's it for the hockey. What else we got in the world of sports? Um Pretty good Monday night football game. That's the uh, Packers. We're teased to the bitter end by the 49ers. But uh, field goal gets her done. Uh, Crosby, not to be confused with, that's Mason Crosby, not to be confused with Sidney Crosby. Redeems himself with a game-winning field goal after missing a whole shit pile last week. Uh, Packers win. 49ers drop to 1-5. and five. Uh, Starting tonight, also, not to step on the toes of our good buddies over at Wide Men Can't Jump, the basketball show. Uh, opening night in the NBA. Tom Robinson's less-than-mighty 76ers up against the Boston Celtics. Celtics all the way. And the Thunder get to go to Golden State and play the Warriors in Oakland at the Oracle. Not going to be a pretty picture there. Warriors all over the Thunder, or should be, unless the Warriors have a realize they can probably lose 20 games and still win the NBA championship, or at least get there. Um, going to be an interesting year in the NBA. We've got. Uh, our good friend LeBron off in L.A. That changed the entire face of the league. And uh, we'll see what happens. Go Raptors. Um, college football coming up this weekend. Take a quick look. I don't know what we got on the, on the bracket, on the docket for uh, NCAA but I'm sure there's something that, uh, some matchups that will be intriguing. Oh, yes, we've got, uh, we've got Michigan at Michigan State on Saturday. Oklahoma at TCU. Uh, even Maryland at Iowa. 
Cincinnati at Temple. Cincinnati moves into the top 25. Uh, Wisconsin and Illinois. Alabama on the road to Tennessee. A 3-3 three and three Tennessee team that might give Alabama trouble. Won't say they'll beat them, but might give them trouble. Uh, NC State at Clemson. Two more top 25 ranked teams. Uh, Colorado at Washington. 5-1 uh, and one Colorado at 5-2 and two Washington. Uh, Penn State looking to dust off after their beating. Uh, at Indiana, uh, Mississippi State at number five LSU. That's a top twenty-five matchup. Uh, UCF, UCF, it just keeps on winning. Uh, at East Carolina, that should be a win. Uh, UConn on the road to number twenty-one South Florida. Number two Ohio State gets Purdue. Tricky Purdue. Uh, another top twenty-five matchup. Oregon at Washington State. And rounding out the top 25 games, Vanderbilt at number 14, Kentucky. So, got quite a few good uh, top 25 games there. I don't even know about uh, non-25 if there's some rivalry games going on uh, this weekend. But uh, rankings did take a bit of a, did do some changing. Um, Still saying it. The top, of course, is uh, Alabama. Uh, Ohio State up a spot to two. Uh, Clemson up a spot to three. Uh, Notre Dame up one spot to four. LSU climbs back up eight spots to five. Uh, Michigan climbs six spots to six. Uh, Texas jumps up two to number seven. Georgia drops six with their loss to eight. Uh, Oklahoma up two to nine. Uh, UCF steady at 10. Florida up three spots to 11. Uh, Oregon up five spots to number 12. West Virginia drops seven biggies down to 13. They're lucky it wasn't more after that horrific showing. Uh, Kentucky up four spots to 14. Uh, Washington drops eight spots to 15 after their loss. NC State up four spots to 16. Texas A&M up five spots to uh, 17. Penn State drops 10 spots down to number 18. Uh, No change for Iowa at uh, number 19. Cincinnati up from 25 to 20, five spots. South Florida up two spots to 21. Mississippi up two spots to 22. Wisconsin drops eight to 23. And Michigan State moves, uh, was not ranked last week, into 24. And Washington State into up to 25. So some big moves there for those of you who like to follow that stuff. Uh, Miami, Colorado, and Auburn all dropped out of the top 25. So for those of you who care about that sort of thing. Let us gather our thoughts for a moment. Ah, yes. A happy, quiet time in the Great White North. It's 2 o'clock. You can hear a moose fart. It's so quiet. you got to love it. So, anyway. I think that might be it from the Great White North. As uh, we prepare for... Uh, we got a weird week going on. Uh, the uh, weather has taken a turn for the better. Uh, Usually this time of year, we're right around zero in there somewhere. 
Today we are at a mighty 20 degrees Fahrenheit, which uh, for you Americans is 68 or 20 Celsius, which is 68 Fahrenheit, which for us is pretty warm this time of year. Uh, usually by Halloween we're looking at snow, a permanent snow. Uh, no, that hasn't happened yet up here. We did get some snow, but it, it left. Uh, so we're pretty happy up here about things, of course. As always, it's uh, you know the uh, beer, uh, gravy, fries, and uh, free healthcare, which uh, of course never hurts. So with that, I guess we're off. Uh, uh, stay tuned uh, for tomorrow. Uh, the uh, well, it won't be the season opener per se of uh, White Man Can't Jump, but it will be the season opener in the sense of that the games are actually up and playing now, and the boys have got something more serious to talk about. So good for them. Um, I have no idea, unfortunately, about uh, NCAA picks or NFL picks or any of that, or the Tim and Tom show. I just don't know. Uh, Tom's work schedule has just not been uh, cooperative so uh, we've been trying to just post our stuff on the uh, Facebook page if we get a chance um, so look for it there if you don't see any shows posted uh, just want to mention that yesterday was a record setting day for White Men Can't Jump Radio Network as we were well over 500 downloads which for us is uh, you know Pretty big day, um, so thanks for everyone who's listening and downloading and taking us in, and uh, hopefully that starts a nice, nice trend for us that we get back in the, back in the business of uh, entertaining people, which is what we really like to do. Uh, so with that, uh, we wish Nate Bush luck in his uh, chase to. Uh, get his tire fixed and uh, we wish Tom a good day out on the road or if he's whichever job he's about these days he'll still be out on the road probably so we wish he stays safe and uh, makes him some bucks and with that we'll call it a day Uh, good luck to everybody with the picks have a good night a good couple of nights of enjoying some some sports and uh, stay safe and look after yourself that's it from from us up here. So from me, and of course, from the ever-vigilant but always silent storm, have a good day. Good day, everyone.